Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 14, On the Road Again, the New Orleans edition. And I am here with my uh, my buddy, my pal. Uh, I wish I knew a cool New Orleans slang word for friend. Uh, my co-host, Jared. What's going on, Jared? How y'all doing? Oh, honey child, it's nice to be down here in the <laughs> south. Ooh-wee. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Untranslatable1. Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. I'll have some great New Orleans-themed pictures going up soon, taken yes, literally minutes ago, hours ago. And uh, email us, Podcast at gmail.com. Tell us your stories of being on the road. Maybe you travel for work. Maybe you travel for pleasure. Maybe you travel for... How do you? I'm trying to mix work and pleasure as one thing. Pleasure, business pleasure, Maybe. whatever it is. Tell us your on the road again stories because uh, we're on the road. Yes, sir. Yes, we are. And where are you, Jared? Uh, I am in New Orleans. New Orleans. Well, no, that's not true. I'm in Baton Rouge, but uh, I will be spending the majority of my upcoming weekend. This is today's Thursday for uh, people listening in the future. And uh, my sister's getting married this weekend, so it's she's getting married in New Orleans, and it's on Saturday, but we all head down tomorrow, and we're going to stay in New Orleans for the weekend. Nice. That would be a good time. First of all, though, well, I, can I yeah. just ask you a quick question? Okay. How would you say uh, this the city? How would you say it? The, ci- the city? Of New Orleans. What would you say? I mean, since I'm, since I'm a Yankee, as they call us, uh, us Northerners... <laughs> I would say New Orleans or New. Some people even say New Orleans, but I know if I want to be authentic, I know I'm not going to say it right. But they say Nolans, right? Uh, you're wrong. I think I'm that's wrong. a common misconception. First of all, New Orleans is wrong. You're a douche. Shut up. <laughs> no one says New Orleans. I've never heard a Southern person say that uh, that clear. Not of, Southern, uh, but I've heard people say. No, it I no no no. I have too. And stop it. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, Nolens, I've heard a lot too. That one um, apparently is also not legit. Really? The correct way to say it is uh, New Orleans. Lens. Oh, New Orleans. New Orleans. Okay. Yeah. And I, you know, you you could probably. Uh, Couldn't you say Nolens then or no? It it, it could kind of turn into that. You know what I'm saying? Like if you, right. New 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 Orleans. New, no, it could turn into that. But I I don't I I feel like even I don't hear that that often like i, I guess most, I, and i forget sometimes that most of my family is from louisiana you know what i mean like when i talk to them it's like oh these people right. are like giving me as legitimate of data as they can i'm the only one not from here. oh for sure <laughs> right you're that outsider <clears throat> exactly but at the same time i feel like if you're in new orleans for mardi gras and you're just drinking all those 44 ounce to go cup daiquiris like my man jared over here I mean, New Orleans could very easily turn into Nolans. Very easily. I mean, listen, it's only Thursday. I'll get back to you on uh, on the next episode, and we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'm 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 in my pa- I'm at my parents' home. I'm in a nice little office right now. There's nice art behind me again. You see that? I was gonna say that does look really nice. It's from Haiti, I believe. This is that's oh nice. That's actually some legit art you're looking at right there, brother. Is there is there a, any Haitian influence on uh, culture and things in New Orleans? That is a good question because Creole and Cajun are two separate uh, sort of groups within. Right. 
and I, I and I'm not. Sh- and they all have different sort of French Canadian, like fr- French and Canadian and Caribbean backgrounds. So let me let mm-hmm. me tell you. I'll tell you right now. Oh, nice. Um, this is on the fly, by the way. So just so you know. Yeah, it is. I'm trying to keep Jared even more on his toes <laughs> since he can't always do his three to four months research for our on the road again segment. Hey, you never know where I'm going to end up. You know, this I for all, for all we know, I could be doing an on the road from Haiti tomorrow. <laughs> That's right. Give us some real authentic Haitian uh, information on our next episode. So, oh yeah, Creole uh Creole people have some Haitian in them. Okay. And I would I would let me check. I would almost argue that Cajun people probably do too. I can probably okay. I can even give you more of than just that. So the the sort of the um Ethnic groups that are made up of the Creole group, because it's, you know, the Creole is a part of... Wow, we just went right, right into this. So, right New Orleans... Well. We got a lot to talk about New today, Orleans, Jared. Baton Rouge, and Louisiana all have heavy French influences. Listen, I'm not sure why f- fully. I know there's some sort of co- co- like colonial reason, but this is right. not where I saw this episode going at all. <laughs> so, I did no <laughs> like legitimate research into uh, that sort of uh, like why history. Yeah, and, and why there's such a. I, I know there's something that had to do with the. I was going to say Louisiana Purchase shit. That's not what I meant to talk about. But anyway. I mean, you're, you're not wrong, though. There I is mean, a very. Purchase it from the French. There is a very strong French influence here. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, uh, Creole, there's, there's two kind of major. Louisiana. I don't like. Let's. We'll get into this later. This is. This is getting heavy. Let's explain what this on the road again. Uh, oh, fair enough. We had never even really talked about what that was. That is true. I guess I thought we were still chatting, but anyways, yes. So oh, uh, today me. we have a very special. <laughs> oh, you're good. Today we have a very special episode for all of you out there, which is one of our our first ever on the road again series. Uh, Focus, obviously as we've said, in New Orleans, because that is where Jared is currently uh, spending some time. And we uh, are bringing you the On the Road Again segments to um, try to share our own personal travel experiences. You know, this is real deal stuff. We are we are boots on the ground. Jared's in New Orleans. Real deal, people. You heard him. That's right. I was trying to be your Very hype, trying to be your hype man. I, I was getting it's, excited. It's all good. I was I was waiting real for deal. that ham real horn deal. real quick. Ah man, I was not prepared. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, real there deal. Go. There we go. Exactly. So, uh, and we, you know, we we figured we need to really put the you know uh, the money where our mouths are, and uh, if we're gonna have a podcast focused on culture and language and travel. We need to go to these places where we can really experience the the, the living, breathing, um, you know, language, culture, and everything like that. Well said. So, that was well said. Thank you. Thank you, Jared. Yeah. And uh, I'm really looking forward to this episode because I sadly have never been to New Orleans. Um, and so I'm hoping Jared can really educate me. I think I can. All things New Orleans. So I'm confident. For, so as I said, I, I am in uh, Baton Rouge right now. That's where my parents and just about all of not all but the majority of my family lives in the baton rouge area some live in new orleans some live out of state but the most of them are in the baton rouge area and uh my buddy brad is here he's coming to my wedding so just to, you know just gotta throw my yes. family off the trail every now and again keep them guessing keep them on their toes this is brad right. who's brad he's my friend <laughs> <laughs> why is it your sister's wedding i don't know he's my friend <laughs> 
Hey, uh, you, you and I feel like Brad is like your ride or die for sure. Oh yeah, I think so. I think Without so. Without a doubt, I would Without say so. But um, so today we just did a little mini tour of Baton Rouge, and I'll just give a. Uh, so we went to a restaurant called Acme, and it's just a. Uh, it's they have one in New Orleans as well, actually, and it's just a, a seafood restaurant. He got a po boy, which is a classic. Oh, nice. Classic Louisiana uh, situation, which is the. Uh, uh, he got a fish poi boy, so it's fried catfish in a sandwich situation, and then French fries. Very unhealthy, very delicious. Got a Abita beer, which is a Louisiana beer. He we got a amber, and then is it a, pretty good? It's it's I I like it. Whenever I'm in Louisiana, I always make sure I try to get Abita ambers, and then we also got an angry goat, angsty coat. <laughs> okay. Hangry moat. He, then there is I think it was angry goat, but there's some angry other float. <laughs> some other. Um, um, what the fuck was I talking about? Oh yeah, some other Abita beer that was also delicious. And then we took a quick tour of LSU's campus. Oh, Brad nice. is a Tigers. Brad is a, a football sports fan, and uh, we found a way to break into the uh, stadium. Nice. And we wandered, and that's actually why I was a little late. Is because we <laughs> spent a solid forty-five minutes wandering around the stadium to the point where we got pictures, which will probably be on Instagram. No, will will be on Instagram of me on the field. Nice. There are pictures. Ooh, nice. And and Brad and I walked all through. You sneaky snake, <laughs> you. That is awesome. <laughs> so we saw these people walking into these doors, and uh, Brad and I, Brad, and I like, I wonder if we could just walk into the stadium. And we just walked into the front doors that were obviously open, but there was these were doors that looked like they're going to offices, but they were connected to the stadium. And then we oh, just nice. saw this other door that just happened to be unlocked. And then from there on, we just kept on being like, "Let's see if this door's open." It is. Let's and see if this door's all open. No, no, no. Yes. Some were locked, some were, but there were strategic ways okay. to go to different areas. But we went just about through the entire place. We went through all the suites and stuff, and it was kind of crazy too because we did see a couple of people, uh, but I think they were like uh, mostly uh, custo- custodial people. So no we security there, guards. We felt I felt dude, we I felt like we were kids again, like kind of roaming. Nobody this place. questioned you guys? We, no, like... no, no. There were not enough there were like almost no one. There was only enough right. people where we had to like where we were avoiding seeing like running into people, but it was essentially yeah. empty. That's awesome. And it was so much fun. We walked through uh we walked through all the stands, we walked on the field. And we we didn't go too crazy on the field, but we did take pictures on the field. And then nice. we like walked through uh like the suites and stuff. That was cool. We walked behind, be- dude. We walked behind the uh, the uh, freaking screen, like the door behind the screen. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, it was awesome! Wow, it was so cool. You guys, no kidding. You guys had quite the tour. Oh yeah, it was it was quite That's the awesome. it was, it, so that was uh, that was fun. I'm still I haven't even, I'm still sweat is still dried on me. I, I like it, it was it was so much fun though. Is it pretty pretty hot down there right now? Pretty humid. It's is, but it's not terrible. Like it definitely could be worse because it's it's in like the uh, maybe the Hot, mid to high 80s okay but it's, so, it's so been it's been kind of overcast so i think that helps because okay. it That's definitely and on an august day it could easily be like you know high 90s and humid as hell but oh sure it's been overcast so i think and raining a little bit so that helps i think keep the temperature down so i got a question for you jared what's up man what uh what would you suggest for all of our listeners out there who are on the road again and heading to new orleans what what should they pack to be prepared for all that different weather um, definitely pack lights. I mean, especially if you come from any place that experiences any sort of real, not even real, any sort of mild coldness. Like you hear my, I hear my grandma talk about it being cold. I'm like, grandma, it's 50 degrees outside. Like this is 
great. <laughs> in Michigan, we're wearing like I a know, sleeve, t-shirts. like a tank top and like so, shorts. Yeah. I'm not a big shorts wearer, but I will say dress light with the with the shirts. I think you, it's always safe to uh, dress light and then uh, have like a rain jacket. Like I brought a rain jacket. Okay. And I'm, you know, it's funny that I, I now I say I brought it because I'm never probably never going to take it with me. <laughs> now, what am I going to do? <laughs> Flip it over my shoulder and just walk around into uh, bars? That thing's going to be lost so fast. Right. Uh, but yeah. Tied no, around your waist. Be that you know, guy. I did read in actually a couple places that one of the great things about uh, New Orleans, stop saying New Orleans, you weirdos, is that uh, they're, they're, people are saying like, yeah, it rains sometimes. But if it does, all you really are supposed to do is hop into the nearest bar. And then wait it out because it's 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 a tropical rain, you know. It's quick. Right, right. It's not like it's 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 rarely like raining for just downpouring for a while. So you at least can walk around a bit, pop in to a bar. And, and I mean, New Orleans is. If you had to, if you if I just said, "Hey, I'm going to New Orleans," what were some things that you would think would you hear New Orleans as uh, someone that's never been there? Like your stereotypical New Orleans things, or what? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, I mean, obviously, number one is probably Mardi Gras. Um, I don't know, because we've talked about it before, the the daiquiri to-go cups and, like, that you can get, like, drive-through. That boggles my mind right there. Yes. Just the fact that you can be in a car and you can get... A, how does that work? Well, so the you, one I usually go to is not legitimate drive-through. The one I okay. the one I go to, but there are plenty of drive thru runs. It's just the one I like that isn't a drive thru. But you literally just walk in, uh, order your daiquiri, and the rule is this is the fact that anyone even plays by this rule is ridiculous. But the rule is that if you uh, if if the straw is like it, it's a styrofoam cup and it's sealed with a uh-huh. lid that has a straw hole in it, and if and it's right. legal to drive like to get it to go if you do not put the straw in it. Oh, that's what's okay. stopping it. But how easy would it be if you really, if you were really some sort of degenerate alcoholic, to just pull out that straw and like throw it, throw it in between your seat when a cop comes? Right. And there's also the stupid rule that um, your passengers can drink it though. Okay. But the All driver right. can't. So, like for but example, how, okay. I mean, I guess you just have to give them a breathalyzer test, right? Yeah, I guess the so. Driver. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Mean, Luckily, uh, I, I one I uh, I have self control. I'm not an animal. <laughs> I don't have a problem. That's true. I don't want to call people animals. There are people with legitimate <laughs> problems out there. But oh, uh, sure. and Definitely. I and also it was only like ten minutes from my home. So you know, just floor it as hard as you can, and I can That's make right. it in like five. And then daiquiri, suck it down daiquiri, daiquiri. Yeah. Then as soon as I put the car into park and turn it off, I just suck it down as hard as I can. <laughs> Key out the ignition, and it's daiquiri time. <laughs> That's in funny. the car. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> oh my god. The, one of the other things, though, that I think of too, when uh, when I think of Louisiana or New Orleans, is um, obviously, I mean, I mean, Mardi Gras is a big, a big one. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's one of the big things that New Orleans is known for. Right. Um, but also a lot of the French influence, right? Like there's a French Quarter in New Orleans, for yeah. example. A lot, a lot of French streets. You know, the mm-hmm. na- names are, uh, right. like, even Bur- Bourbon Street is a French Oh, thing. definitely. It's, it's French-based, not booze-based, believe it or not. <laughs> right. 
I feel uh, like it's maybe changed now where it's a little more booze-based, but it definitely Yeah, was. I mean, people definitely take that street very literally nowadays. <laughs> right, yeah, that's what I've heard. The other thing I think of, too, though, obviously, is Creole and Cajun. Yes, but do you know what they are? Because even I don't really know what they are. I mean, okay, I'm. this is going to be very superficial, and I apologize, but when I think of Cajun, I just think of, like, Cajun food. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's the big thing. Of course. And then, and then Creole, I don't... I don't really know that much about it, to be honest. Um, all right. Well, let me like I can read something real quick. This is long, but maybe I can once again on the fly. This is really going against my months and months of research. But this daiquiri is compelling me. To there you re- go. Compared to Louisiana, other states have it easy. Sure, Louisiana is home of the big easy. And we locals are known for joie de vivre. But we are all of life, right? There you go. Oh, well, oh, oh, oh. oh. Oh, we got it untranslatable. A little, a little pre-untranslatable. Um, but also, uh, Jesus Christ, sorry. Um, uh, so Brad is here, and he just left the fucking door open, and I'm just gonna do something that's very uncharacteristic. Hey, Brad, can you close the door behind you? (laughs) Can you please close the door behind you? Oh my god! This too, I'm sorry. Too this is I'm this is so too unprofessional. Funny. I'm so I'm oh, cutting god. this out because uh... no, you can't. <laughs> this, is, this is the highlight of the podcast so far. Brad, close the door. <laughs> you're no, supposed to be you're, I, 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 you're supposed to be the one with the distractions. You know, there's a little part of me. Brad is here, obviously, and I was wondering if he if he could have if he would have the self control to leave me alone for an hour. Oh, dude, I knew he wouldn't. And the answer is no. <laughs> we nope. were we're 18 minutes in. <laughs> And he's been here. He's been standing in front of me for the past uh, ten minutes. So. We should we should keep a tab on how many how many episodes we record with Brad, and when he makes an appearance in the episode. Oh my god, that's hilarious! So today we had what eighteen minutes, today? and he'll never say anything. It'll just always be. And Brad was here in the background. I need we to write a note. Call to... It, we should just call it. Where's Brad? Or something like that. Yeah, but he's not gonna. But everyone's gonna know that he's gonna be nowhere in the Czech Republic or where you, when you're on the road. Well, well, now you just you just spoiled it. You never know. Yeah. Well, maybe I'm lying to throw him off the trail. Is that for you? That's right. That's right. Uh, So, Jared, tell me you're good. I'm so sorry. This is so unprofessional. Tell me more about uh, what's been going on in in New Orleans. Uh, It's well, let's talk about the cuisine. You brought that up. And I think that that is definitely a major part of everything that's going on here. Okay. Are you familiar with any of the Louisiana, any of the Louisiana or New Orleans uh, staples? Some that pop out to your in your head. I mean, you mentioned po' boy. Yes, that's definitely one. We'll talk about the po' boy real quick. The po' boy real quick. Okay. The name actually comes from poor boy. I thought that was just a myth, but the oh, story no, that goes that in 1929 there was a streetcar conductor strike. Benny and Clovis Martin of Martin Brothers Coffee Stand put together sandwiches for the striking conductors asking, what are we going to feed these poor boys? But they did ah. not say, what are we going to feed these poor boys? They're probably saying, what are we going to feed them poor boys? Right. Oh, that was a good act. Can you, can you hit me with that one more time? <laughs> no, see, no, because now we're going to get Southern people hating us up and being like, your accent's okay, terrible. That's fair. Like, listen, I don't, I don't, I, I'm from Michigan. Okay. My family's right. from Louisiana. I feel like you can do an okay Southern accent though. Better than mine. 
Oh, I'm sure. It could, I'm sure it's better than yours, but I'm surrounded by it. Like I'm here all the time. You know what I mean? But I, I don't right. claim to be a good act. I mean, people have heard me do other accents on this show before. It's true. They've all been terrible. <laughs> true. I just mine don't aren't have, that much better either. I'm too concerned with what I'm going to say to actually listen to other people long enough to uh, <laughs> figure out how to do this. So anyway, that's essentially. So there's more, but that's essentially where the poor bar comes from. Like, how are we going to feed these po boys? And what what does the sandwich consist of? What are the ingredients? Right. So. Uh, it's usually from a, a nice hearty bread. Uh, it used to be, uh, um, and then it's usually um, some sort of, the, you know, back in the day when they're actually feeding po' boys, poor people, <laughs> it was whatever meat that they could get a hold of. But nowadays, right. uh, you know, the staples of Louisiana are things like um, shrimp or, uh, or uh, catfish mm-hmm. or oysters. Those are usually the three, and they're all fried. But those are one of one. You can you can do a combo of those or one or one of those. But those are the three okay. kind of main options you'd have for the po' boy. What's what's your favorite? What do you recommend? I usually either go catfish or a mix of catfish and, and shrimp. I like because I like the shrimp, but I usually just like the shrimp also by itself. You know what I mean? Okay. Like I'd happily have a po' boy with catfish and then the shrimp on the side. Oh, Which I I try to do sometimes. You have to share though, because like it's so hearty. I'm not a I'm I, I'm a uh, I have a small stomach. I'm a small man. I'm a petite man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we got I, a little pole boy right. I, here. <laughs> I don't require a lot of sustenance. Right. No. So that so it is a like a, a lot, but that would be an ideal. Like if you could share something. Have you ever had oysters? How do you feel about the uh, oysters mussels sort of uh, so my family? Man, I, got, I got some bad news, which is this is probably gonna allergic r- rule me out for a lot of this tasty new orleans cuisine but uh did i just i uh no i'm not allergic but i uh i just don't like seafood in general at all nothing i'll eat tuna and that's about it okay but you're talking about would you have fresh tuna or are you talking about tuna out of a fucking can i mean both okay tuna's expensive though like actual tuna out of like right. fresh like tuna steaks right that's an expensive fish all right yeah well that'll that'll definitely but I might a lot just of have the, uh, to try it because I mean I've never had you know. Legit I think you New might Orleans have to. And one thing, one thing that helps is that it is heavily fried. Okay. And the seasoning helps too, obviously, but it is heavily fried, and so like I think, I think you could get on board with it, and I, 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 okay. I, I think, I think uh, the the fish especially, maybe the shrimp. Because shrimp is still an acquired taste. If you don't like shrimp, maybe. Yeah, I'm not a shrimp guy. I think I would try the catfish. I think you, I right. think you can get on board with that. The oysters. I'm not a fan of the oysters. I don't like fresh. I don't like them out of the. The, the consistency makes okay. me want to gag. Fair enough. Well, how do you feel I, about the oysters? I mean, you don't like fucking I've, I've never, normal I've fish. Never, I've never had them, so I couldn't really say. But it, it they just. The idea of eating oysters to me grosses me out a little bit for some reason. I don't know why. It's just the smell and the taste. Me I too. Just, I'm not for you. me. I'm yeah. with you. I struggled with uh, also, you know, I've been to France and I struggled with the uh, escargot. Okay, that's fair. That was what's tough escargot one. for our uh, non-international listeners out there? Uh, snails. And they're but he- how are they prepared? They're like I feel like they're steamed maybe and like heavily garlic and buttered. Okay, huh. And do you just eat them by themselves? Do you eat them with like bread? What do you? I believe you eat them by yourself. See, um, okay. this is not a Louisiana or New Orleans thing. So uh, this is this did not go into my uh, 
months and months of research. I'll do a quick uh, Wikipedia, see what Wikipedia tells us. But yeah, it, well, they are they are I, land I gotta, snails. Oh, they just look I, gross to me in the right. I got a question for you though too about New Orleans cuisine. Mm-hmm. Is um like is a lot of it like Cajun seasoning? Is, you know how is it? I mean, seasoning is an important part of any any uh, meal, any recipe, Re- regardless mm-hmm. of where you're eating. Seasoning is key to it. It's just the oh, seasoning definitely. you use. I mean, if you go to India, there's going to be more curries. If you go to uh, 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 Italy, they use a lot of garlic, for example. And so I think uh-huh. that there's like seasoning is, but I, 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 there's definitely a lot of spicy seasonings. You know, Louisiana in the, in the southern food tends to be very spicy. They like spice. Okay. Um and 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 do, you're not a spicy person either, man. You would not. No, dude, here. I love spicy. Okay, all right, yeah, I love spicy. Are you kidding me? Louisiana, uh, definitely. What I've noticed for my family, in comparison to other people, especially growing up mm-hmm. in the Midwest and you know n- knowing Midwesterners very well, is that Midwesterners can't handle spice. They're uh, weak. They're weak people. Not they like are. Southerners can. You're right. You're right. My aunt's from the South, and man, she can eat some spicy food. Right, right. They they go pretty hard on the paint when it comes to the spice. Right. Oh yeah. I, res- I I like it though. Like some of it is even too much for me, but it's too much for me in the sense that if I were making food, I don't think I'd have the balls to put that much spice in. But if okay. it's put in front of me, I'll probably eat it. I'll right. T- I'll, I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, I would too. I enjoy I've, the paint a little bit. It hurts so right? good. Right, I've definitely eat, uh, eaten some spicy food before. That was, uh, it, you know, you start to get like sweat going down your forehead. Oh, your for sure, nose yeah, starts yeah, yeah. running. Oh yeah. Another food that's very uh, Louisiana, New Orleans specific. Louisiana in general, mm-hmm. not just New Orleans. Gumbo. I was just gonna ask you if you were a fan of gumbo. Uh, it, it, yes, but. It's rare that I, it's. I almost never order it from places. I, it's okay. it's almost always uh, just made by family. Usually my dad, to be honest with you. Okay. But uh, gumbo is another thing where it's like spices are very key to it and how it's and, and because it's it's a very it's it's weird because it's like a I'll explain what it is. It's like a thick okay. stew, and it has a with base. What kind of meat? It usually has um, some sort of sausage. Uh, maybe uh, andouille sausage usually, right? Yes, yes, that's a popular Louisiana sausage, and it'll have um. Sometimes it'll even have seafood in it. You can put shrimp in it. You can put crab legs. You can put uh okay. lobster legs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's usually served. Well, not usually. It is served over rice, and uh, and it's kind of like a stewish, uh, like halfway between a stew and a soup, but a, a very hearty soup. If if you so were to call it a so soup. It's a stoop? Yeah, sure. It's a stoop. <laughs> because soup, soup does not do it justice because it is way thicker, and it, you, it okay. can be eaten for dinner if you wanted to. Would you Would you put your foot in it, Jared? <laughs> I would. That's a very southern phrase, I believe. You taught it to me. Oh, did I? <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, that seems, I was like, why did you know that? Um, yeah, but gumbo is, the base of it is usually a roux, which is... Um, Either okra or it's oh okra is also a staple of I, I don't like okra though, and, and a roux is is a flour mixed uh with, like with some sort of fat to call to like th- and that's what thickens it up. Okay, interesting. And that is definitely a uh, New Orleans Louisiana staple. And and I it's Louisiana is not really New Orleans is not really fair because it is more these are all more New or- like Louisiana staples in general. Okay, I got a question for you, and and this is coming from a fairly ignorant place, but uh. 
What's the is there a difference between gumbo and jambalaya? There is. Jambalaya is more of is just a rice dish. So jambalaya is uh is a, has African and Spanish origins is where you get that Creole Cajun situation. Okay. And uh, it also has uh, seafood and chicken and sausage and onions, but and tomatoes and peppers and stuff in it. But then it's also mixed in a um, like a tomato sauce paste kind of sauce, and that's what gives it the red color. Mm-hmm. But it's um, but it is not a soup situation. It's literally a rice mixed with meat and whatnot. I see. Okay. But that is also a Louisiana staple. Right. I I did know that. Um, so, so I got a question for you, Jared, kind of related to food. Okay. Um, giving you an early untranslatable, because I'm sure we still have more to cover with this topic, but I just, I just thank you. <laughs> I just found this phrase, and uh, I thought this was a good phrase. So tell me, Jared, can you translate this for our listeners? It'll make you slap your mama. Oh, yeah. That's a popular phrase. What does that mean, Jared? It's so good, it'll make you slap your mama. That is yep. such... <laughs> That essentially means that this food is so good it'll it'll make you do something ridiculous like oh my gosh, this is so good I like I'm gonna I can't even control myself essentially is what it's getting at. Right. Yeah, that's that's a that's a popular one. Although people don't re- I think people don't really say that anymore just because it's so like kind of cliche at this point. Okay, that's fair. People st- I I definitely people still do say you put your foot in it, but. People will say like people will say it, but it is uh, that is kind of cliche. At, at, just because I believe there's also a seasoning. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I I'm almost positive there's a seasoning titled something like "Slap Your Mama Seasoning" or like on the seasoning it says like it's so good. Uh, let me let me check. Slap, yo, mama, <laughs> Cajun uh, seasoning. Yeah, there's a, a, literally a brand called Slap uh, Slap Your Mama. <laughs> nice. And I, it's popular. Shout out. There, there's stores. I see it all the time at uh, grocery stores and stuff around here. Have you ever tried it before? No, no. But it's just your general. It's just a spicing, you know. It's, okay. I'm, I've, I've had spicy shit, though. It's all the, all the same. <laughs> right. Uh, so uh, there's one that I've – There's there are a couple uh, more that I have, but there's one I've never heard of. Okay. And uh, it's called muffalettas. Are you familiar with a muffaletta? Uh, I, I read it earlier when I was trying to do my uh, my research, but I don't, it's not coming to mind. Yeah, what but to it? be fair, that was like four or five months ago at this point that she did that research. Right, true. <laughs> as true. soon as my sister said that she was having me at a wedding, I said, Chad, start yep. preparing. <laughs> I bought Mardi Gras beads that day. <laughs> Just was ready to go. Oh man, and yeah, he also did some other unsavory things that we won't talk about with those uh, beads. I was like, Chad, no, you don't also hold the beads and show me your no, no, no. I'm supposed to give well, you the beads. <laughs> hey, you know, sometimes it's uh, you know you gotta do some hands-on learning. But I, I like the excitement. So um, a muffaletta uh, came to New Orleans with Italian immigrants, apparently. Uh, okay. What defines the muffaletta is the bread. The muffaletta, I believe, is the name of the bread. Okay. Muffaletta bread. And it's a large, round, flattish bread, uh, which is split and stuffed with olive salad. They keep saying olive salad. I don't really know what that means. Okay. Uh, meats, cheeses, and the originator of the muffalettas is a central grocery store in New Orleans. But it looks mm. delicious. It just looks like – it almost looks like a uh, – maybe not a Reuben, but it almost looks like a, a 
Explain it to me. Look it up. M-U-F-F-U-L-E-T-T-A. What would you say it kind of looks like? It looks like a Cuban sandwich almost. Oh, I, yep. I was going to say definitely a Cuban sandwich for yeah, sure. Yeah, as that soon as I... It's tasty, though. Yeah. That was yep. really good. Dang, I'm hungry now. That looks good. <laughs> so I got I got a food question for you, Jared. Yeah. Um, have you ever had any uh, beignets before? Of course. How are, of course. Beignets is another staple. Now, I'm glad I have, and I've been to Cafe Le Monde, which is good, but also just for any people that are on the road, on the road again in uh, New Orleans, it's good, not worth waiting in the line. I don't like beignets are, there are plenty of places that can make a goddamn delicious beignet. Do you know what you are, the traditional thing that you're supposed to eat a beignet with is? How did, mm-hmm. how did, how did I just word no. that sentence? <laughs> with is today you tell me uh cafe au lait what's that cafe au lait is Co- coffee something sometimes coffee, coffee and uh coffee and milk ah okay which ole. is we uh, oui. ole is with milk for mm. all you uh non-french speaking people like oh me. that makes sense okay now i get it okay and yeah a beignet is essentially a like it, it looks like a like it's a donut, but it looks like a miniature. Uh, the best way I can explain it is it looks like a small pillow mm-hmm. that's been deep fried. They're delicious. And then uh, they sprinkle, and then you sprinkle uh, powdered sugar on top of it. Mm-hmm. And you always get them like, f- like you never get them not super hot. So they're always super hot, and uh, it's it is delicious. Although it it seems like a terrible snack, like. Uh, coffee and milk and then hot donuts is not a great snack when you're in uh, one of the most humid places in America. Right. <laughs> I feel like, though, maybe on a cool Louisiana or New Orleans night. Yeah, that's true. That'd be quite refreshing, maybe. Some beignets and some... Uh, what's it called? Café au lait? Wee oui, wee. Oui. Wee oui, oui. I got I got a, a word for you, Jared, and this is kind of related to food. By the way, yeah. just so you know, when I said the most... Uh, humid place in america i i just said that and i had to google it and new orleans is literally the number one most humid city in america oh i believe it do you know what number two is by any chance just take a wild guess somewhere in florida yes jacksonville florida oh okay but yeah sorry guess. that was a weird tangent i just had to i just said that i wanted to check myself oh you're good and i was actually right you're good i'm i'm not surprised jared you know your stuff all those months of research man you gotta know your that's stuff that's true that's true that's true have some have some faith, See, Jared. Chad, thank you for appreciating my research. Finally, I, you know I, I. There are so many things I can appreciate with you as a as a co-host, Jared. And oh, what I really appreciate is uh, your ability to guess some words and explain words for our wonderful listeners out there. So, I want to know if you can tell me what a menefregista. Uh, <laughs> not not menefregista, but what a uh, uh, lanyap is or lanyap. Uh, the only reason I know that is because I have it on my list as well. But ah. if, to be fair, I did not know what it was until I looked it up. Okay. Me either. So it, I'll start by saying it is pronounced lanyap. Lanyap, maybe? Lanyap? But it is, pr- it is spelled L-A-G-N-I-A-P-P-E. Mm-hmm. Uh, explain what it means. Um, it is... It- the word means something that's like a little extra. So it could be a small token of thanks. 
could also refer to anything extra or bonus, I guess. Like, yeah, like if someone even like hooks you up at a restaurant with some free shit on the side or something. It's like they okay. gave you a little lanyap. Okay. I've never heard that before. But I did well, see it did come up in a lot of places. So it definitely it definitely is a New Orleans slang. I've just never heard okay. it. Okay. You got to get out there and mingle with the locals a little more, Jared. <laughs> I mean, mingling with the locals also means, uh, well, we'll get to that. <laughs> but it also means a lot of blurry nights. That's true. Do you that know what the uh, Do you know what the like the uh, like New Orleans they're saying is their motto? Who, I guess the who word, that? No, that's good. That we'll get no, but that is a popular thing that they who say. Who that? That's not who, the motto though. <laughs> what is it? I know it's just fun to say. You just sat who in that? It. You just sat in it like who, who that? that? No, 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 no. Yes, who that? Who that? That's right. Uh, the official motto is uh, laissez le bon temp roller. Oh, wait. I can tell you what that is. I can tell you what that is. I, say it again for me, though. Say it slow. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I was taking a sip of the uh, old daiquiri there. I thought you had it. Laissez le bon temp. Oh, sorry. You said slow. Laissez le bon temp roller. Let the good times roll. <laughs> let the good times roll nice and, that's and a good really, saying they really do hold like do stick up to that the, seriously uh yeah they they do and uh, but i mean they as in the city as a whole because obviously like there are locals that actually have normal jobs and stuff mm -hmm. but sure. uh my dad actually lived in new orleans for a bit when he was a young man mm. uh or, you know out on the town i don't know why i had to add that part at the end because um, he was out around the town, Jared. That's why. <laughs> but they do also say "Who dat" a lot. I always thought that that kind of came. Who dat? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Say it one more time. Who dat? Oh, uh, we'll have a new addition to the soundboard next week, everyone. Yes, sir. <laughs> so to get that in the clear. Uh, who dat is a popular. Fr I believe. I always thought it came from. Uh, oh, I'll read. I can actually tell you where it comes from. Okay. Uh, what's the phrase again, though? Who dat? A chant mostly yelled in support of the New Orleans Saints, which is their football team. Yep. Uh, who dat is a colloquial, 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 colloquial expression that originated in minstrel show. Oh, it's got sad. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> oh, oh, it just got sad. <laughs> that originated in minstrel shows in vaudeville acts during the late 1800s and early. 1900s. It was later taken up by jazz and big band performances in the 1920s and 30s. After the Saints scored their heroic Super Bowl... Oh, this really took a giant jump in time. After the Leafs scored their historic Super Bowl win in 2009, the phrase became a theme in the Crescent City uh, and all around shout for the celebration. So now let me ask you this, Chad. Mm -hmm. People are... Um, very angry and i about uh about the uh confederate statues okay. that are up that people are all like, that people walk by that were put up in like the 50s first of all mm -hmm. um and um now, now i don't know how that makes me feel if i'm if we're complaining about that yet in 2009 we're bringing back something mm -hmm. that came from uh menstrual shows in vaudeville right i mean i guess it's fine you know it's I, it's not my city it's fine. It's just, 
it's just this is interesting that that's where that that com- that's where that comes from. The who dat? I find it interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Or maybe I, the- I just need to take it away. Maybe I just need to talk to black people. We need to have a meeting, and we need to take it away from white people. That'll be fun. Just find a new random phrase that white people can't say. Hey, you can't. No, no, you can't say that. That's ours. That's right. ours. Who? Who? You said who? What was the next? Ooh. That? Ooh. <laughs> oh man, that's gonna be bad, Jared. Because because I want to I I want to say it again, but now well I oh I have it on I have that on uh that's on record forever now though. It is. We got proof. Exactly. That's not going anywhere. Right. That's true. Uh, so oh, yeah, that's almost who- almost said it again. Whoo! Gotta be careful. <laughs> Freaking racist. <laughs> I don't know. I think that the issue with the the whole Confederate statues is that some people, some people say, well, we need we need to have them so it, so we can preserve history. But I'm like these. It's these are I, also the people. People that also say that don't teach the Civil War and slavery properly in school. So right. fuck you and your statues. How about you start by actually teaching it properly, right? And stop lying and saying, oh no, there are some nice slave owners, and oh no, uh, it's just like I think that the whole slavery in general is downplayed for this, right. like for the safety of children, whatever that means. What what I think is fascinating about all of that too, though, is. I mean, if you if you look at what the Confederacy was, obviously it's different coming from me as a Northerner. I'm a Yankee, I'll admit it. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like if you if you you know basically go to war for one of the main reasons being slavery, and then you're not willing to talk about it when it wasn't. I mean, the Civil War wasn't that long ago. You know, no. right? Like, I mean, people people have what great grandparents that probably were slaves, right? Uh, or great, great great, yeah, I probably great great at this point, but I, I great is getting close. You know what I mean? I mean, right. my great grandmother, all my great grandparents are dead, but I bet you they. I mean, they were definitely. I mean, hey, if they weren't dealing with slavery, they were definitely dealing with pre civil rights movement, pre right. Uh, all that's like, and it was still definitely like indentured servitude and that whole um, sharecropping, t- like that was happening after slavery, right? Which people also tend to forget about. Where it's not like it was slate, it's not like slavery ended and everyone shook hands, right? Yeah, like, all right, well, we're good. Not how that works. <laughs> yeah, you oh, know what? Sure. You're people now. You're people now. We figured it out. <laughs> Have a good day. <laughs> Go on your merry way. Well, you know what? Here's twenty bucks. Yeah. See yeah, what you can do with that. Yeah, that's that's definitely not how it went down. That's for sure. <laughs> I feel like I feel like one of the issues though too is why do people get so like defensive when other people say, well, you know, this this may have, you know, not even may have this promoted slavery. And, you know, uh we have a huge population of people in the United States that were, you know, oppressed and had to deal with a lot of really negative things. Because and 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 a lot of I feel like the people who get super defensive about it are these more older conservative white people, and they can't and it's, like empathize. It's because it's bigger than that. It's because people, uh, you know, people always like to say slavery is over, move on, but it's like it's it's people don't understand how society works in a in a generational like how time works and how like 
100 years ago and 150 years ago is not that long ago. Right. And like culture is affected by what happened 100 years ago still today and oh, law yeah. even more because law is even harder to change than culture. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, and, 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 and people don't, People just like and that people literally just like to think about it that like say it's over like slavery ended move on it's like that's not how that works no. it's like the, you don't think that the police in general started be, as a uh, as a way as a like a group of people to wrangle up like uh, runaway slaves that's how the police in general start like that is where it started mm-hmm. and it's like you, I, I'm not saying that the police there's no need for police and all that shit but I'm saying that like. Just even admitting like where these things start from and where these roots are, like that, like people just don't want to admit it because then people are so afraid to be called racist. People are so afraid to be called. Oh my! Right, lights just turned off. I think my power just went out. Uh oh. Or my uh, lights. Are you going to be able to record still? Yeah, my computer is uh, full, but my computer is still charging. But the lights in this room just went out. (laughs) But my. But maybe there's some sort of. Motion? Hold on. Let me just uh, let me just check. No worries. Interesting. All right. There's another light switch here, though. That was weird. That that, w- that was weird. Oh, I see what it is. There's a timer. Uh, ah. this, this lamp is plugged into a timer. Gotcha. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Okay. Anyway, uh, back to our talk about slavery. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I, th- I think it, it's honestly just like people, it's, it's just people aren't willing to accept reality. It, like reality right. in general is hard to accept. And oh, Dr. Sure. Drew, who is a uh, doctor, used to always say, and not deal, talking about slavery, but he used to always say, deal with reality on reality's terms. And people, what does, what does that mean? That's interesting. What just accept reality for what it is, and don't try to say like what if. Don't try to say like no, but okay. maybe That's it's fair. like no. Accept reality for what reality is. Right. And people struggle with that because it it makes people also realize that oh maybe my grandparents aren't as nice as I thought they were maybe my grandparents right. are racist pieces of shit even though they're nice to me obviously they're nice to you they're not right. gonna be racist to their own uh, right. white kid you idiot right. <laughs> my my other thing though too is if you look at other how other countries have handled civil wars and having I mean technically speaking you know when when the South conceded. Um, or sorry, well, conceded was later, but when they seceded from the Union, I mean, they, they were literally, I mean, technically in a way like a traitor, right? I mean, in theory, like they started right. this own, their own government, their own, and they went to Many war. Stuff. That's what they said. <laughs> That's, that is what they said. They didn't we're doing care. our own thing. They were, we don't <laughs> they were ready. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just find it, what I really don't get and what boggles my mind, though, is you don't see people in Germany still. Well, well, you see some people, but most people in Germany you don't <laughs> see flying a Nazi flag anymore. You know what I mean? And here, what right. I really don't understand is when people have a Confederate flag and then an American flag like next to each other. I'm like, do do, do you literally not know what happened? Like, I know, I know, I know. It's like these these flags should not be next to each other. That would never happen. Uh, right. <laughs> The only yeah, time it happened was when the North defeated the South in the Civil War. That that would almost be like having a uh, like in living in America in uh, 1942 and having a uh, like a, a German flag next to your American flag on the back of your car. Right. It's like, what are you doing? Like yeah. you, you will get 
but you see it in these 1940 streets. I've seen so many people in like driving their pickup trucks. Like I know it's a stereotype, but for sure they're kind of there for a reason sometimes. Dude, I'm in Louisiana right now. You don't think I see that all over the place? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh, by the way, speaking of Louisiana, I'm going to. Oh yeah, I mean those. Yeah, I mean that makes no sense. I'm going to uh, to lighten it up real quick. Uh Good idea. I'm going, I'm going to a Waffle House tomorrow for the first time. Mm. I've never been to a Waffle House, which is a southern staple. Okay. I mean, not even a Louisiana staple, but the Waffle I've House. I've even is, been to Waffle House. And there are literally three within 10 minutes of my parents' house. <laughs> nice. Isn't, I have a, the pick. Isn't Popeye's chicken also pretty big down south? Yeah, but I think Popeye's is more, is more, uh, is more widespread than Waffle House is. Popeyes okay. is essentially, at least in my head, I was Popeyes is essentially national at this point. Like they're everywhere. That's true. Yeah. But there are still some pockets of 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 America where you won't find a Waffle House. Like right. in Pennsylvania, you won't really find them. You find them in Delaware, which is close. Okay. But not you won't really find them, in, especially not in like the city areas. Like there's not one in the Philly area. Right. So Jared, do you have anything else you want to share about uh, New Orleans or Louisiana cuisine? Uh, sure, sure, sure. There are some uh, some weird ones. Okay. Some, Ooh, let's hear it. What do you think some of the weird ones are? I have a couple weird ones. Are they seafood or are they something different? I guess they're technically seafood. <laughs> oh, geez. I have swamp I have no food. Swamp <laughs> one of them food. swamp. Actually, there might a- both be swamp food. Alligators or something. That is one of them. Yep. Okay. Yep. It's not popular, but you definitely will find it. Uh, like it's not hard to find. Okay. And you know alligators are all over the place because Louisiana is swamp country. It's not like right. like you won't you won't be driving on the street and see one, especially not if you're like I live in Baton Rouge or my family, excuse me, and my uh and you won't really like see them walking down the side of the street or something like that. Right. But you don't have to go far for them to be abundant. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. You just venture out into the swamps and right. they're out there. And I've, I've watched Swamp People on the History Channel. <laughs> I know, Jared. Well, well, Brad or Brad. Well, uh, Chad's a professional. And um, I've I've actually seen an, an alligator on the side of the road in Florida. Uh, oh, I have when too I was in driving. Florida. I was driving. I remember I was driving from like to Miami from somewhere or something like that. But I did I did see an alligator on like just walk on the side of the road, and it, it was a uh, that was pretty cool. Those weird dinosaur looking things. They are. They're yeah. They're crazy creatures. And and alligators they don't stop. And crocodiles they don't stop growing. Like it's more just of they die. It's just an of, age. Yeah, it's an age. But thing. they can live pretty long. Mm-hmm. Speaking yeah. of living pretty long, what's another thing that is a kind of a weird one for uh, us Americans? But you'll find in New Orleans. Speaking of living long, keep that in mind. I wonder if that helps. Nope, no idea. Turtle soup. Oh, yep. Now I get Tur- it. Okay. Turtles live for a long time. Have, don't they? have you? Tortoises yeah, they do. They do. Sure. Turtles do too. Have you ever had it before? Turtle soup. I have not. Have you? N- no. Uh. Uh-uh. I have not. I haven't. I don't know if I. I can't even think of what I, I would even feel. Saw it as an I would feel weird eating eating a turtle. I think. I that think doesn't bother. That doesn't bother me. It just kind of okay. grosses me out. But. I, it's just more because I'm a picky person more than the actual animal. Oh, why I'm would you feel weird about a, a, about, a, about a turtle? I don't know. I feel weird about just eating reptiles in general. I think we come from, you know, I guess we're in kind of a privileged time period where, you know, we can just go to the grocery store and get all sorts of different foods because I think I would only eat certain meats and certain foods if, like, that was all, all that there was. 
Right. Right. I, and I'm sure there are people out there saying, like, you're missing out on some good eating because I've heard. Probably. That I've yeah. heard. I've never had. I don't think I've ever had any reptile. But um, I've, I've had heard gator alli- jerky before. That was I've okay. had al- I've heard alligator meat is good. I've heard some lizards are good. I've heard I've never I, and I, but it's just like you see it. It's just what you're used to really more than that. Right. One thing I cannot not mention mm-hmm. double negative. D- hey, <laughs> for any of you foreign spe- uh, speakers out there, never do what I just did. A du- double negative. Yep. One thing I would be remiss if I were to not talk about would be the uh, pralines, pralines. Are you okay. familiar with those? Not really. Educate me, Jared. Well, first of all, they're called pralines. I never in my life have called them that outside of trying to explain them to someone not from Louisiana. What we call them is pecan candy. Oh, those. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But explain it. But they're technically called pralines. And it uh, it is said the word praline comes from the Duke of Praline. Wait, excuse me. The Duke of Praline. Praline. Uh, okay. From 1589 to 1675, a long time ago, he enjoyed almonds, and his cook and his cook would coat them in caramelized sugar. They became a popular treat in France, and when they came to the New World, almonds were replaced with pecans. Yeah, you you almost never see them with al- almonds. You, they're almost always with pecans nowadays. Right. At least the way I see them. How things change. And it's essentially it's essentially brown sugar uh, and cream and milk and butter melted mm. around around a pecan so it's the ultimate and unhealthy the healthiest part of that is the pecan in there and then it's then it's just cream and sugar melted together and and then you know they dry them and so it's hard not hard it's actually kind of soft but it's 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 a nice mix between hard but not chewy it's not chewy can i can i ask you a question jared about just food i I will send you some by the way because i think they are go ahead go ahead my question for you is why are the unhealthiest of foods always the tastiest? I mean, that's how that's how life is in general, Chad. Can you I mean, extrapolate every, a little bit on uh, that? All all the all everything that's enjoyable is bad for you in a sense. And, you know, e- even even down to watching TV and relaxing, that mm-hmm. stuff is all kind of a waste of time, you know? Right. And it, and I think that that kind of translates to food where it's like all the best things for you where it's like for example, I'm drinking a giant daiquiri right now, and it's delicious. <laughs> but I also recognize that I'm pumping myself full of alcohol and sugar, and it's like lots. But of sugar. I'm willing to take that hit for the uh, risk for is the worth enjoyment. the reward. And I think that you can make healthy food taste good too. Yeah, like you can make like, but it's but it's also just because that's how our body works. Sugar is like. Sugar is the ultimate, uh, like, is the ultimate drug. And right. uh, once you get that hit of that sugar, you just want more. And you get that sugar not only through things like pecan candy, which is literally sugar, but even right. through things like uh, pasta, which is essentially uh, fancy sugar. Right. True. Uh, Facts. But I, I remember, so I've been coming to Louisiana my entire life. Um, and I remember back when I was younger, I would have, my grandparents would have friends that would make me, uh, pecan candy specifically so i would go back home with literally a gallon sized bag oh nice. of pecan candy and <laughs> oh my god i've never really thought about this but I, I like i would fly by myself from essentially from about nine or ten i would fly by myself mm-hmm. to louisiana and uh sometimes with my sister sometimes not depending on what she was doing because she was older than me so maybe she had camp or whatever 
right. older kids did. But um, I would be put on a plane with a gallon-sized bag filled with pecan yes. candies. <laughs> when you come visit me in the Czech Republic, I hope you know that's what I expect. Just a and <laughs> and by the time I got home, it would be like ha- like like a qu- like a quarter of it would be left, and I'd be like, Ugh. oh my god, <laughs> that flight was great. That was a great flight. Um, but now whenever I get it, uh, like it's a totally different lifestyle. Like sometimes my cousin or like my mom or dad will send it to me and like I ration it. Like I, like I got like a, uh, I don't know, like a piece of hard candy during world war one or something. You know? <laughs> it's like, I'm saving this puppy. Right. So, so Jared, I'm, I'm very curious for our, uh, on the road again, uh, segment. I also wanted to know. If I were to travel to New Orleans, what are some do's and don'ts? Some do's and don'ts. I mean, it's kind of obvious, and I almost hate to say it because we even brought this up during the Italy one. But I think New Orleans even more than Italy. You have to be real careful with the drinking. Okay. It's ridiculous. The, you can get a, I believe, a... Uh, 32 ounce of beer for like $3 on the street. Also, New Orleans has op- has no open container laws. So Ooh. you can walk through the street holding drinks. They ha- you can get to go that's also why you can get things like That giant makes sense. daiquiris to go, but in New Orleans where you're walking around obviously all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, hello there. Uh Mr. Untranslatable Owl. <laughs> um, we'll be coming to you shortly, Mr. Untranslatable Owl. <laughs> a little eager, a little eager there. Um so they have open container laws, and at bars that are in kind of the heavy walking areas, you can get to-go drinks that That's are so also awesome. very cheap. So it's great, but for example, the Hurricane, mm-hmm. which it, I'm going to – next time I'm at your house in that clack place, I'm going to punch it repeatedly. <laughs> and your mom's going to be like, I thought Jared was a my nice mom, boy. My mom will fight <laughs> you probably. <laughs> Your mom will go from loving me to hating me in 30 seconds. She's like, I thought he was a nice boy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that clock. <laughs> Fuck that clock. <laughs> Who that? I'm a professional podcaster. That's right. Chad's mom. The clock's getting uh, in my way. So one of the uh, n- uh, national, one of the popular drinks in uh, New Orleans. Are you familiar with it? The Well, you said the hurricane, but oh, I'm I? not. No. I'm, uh, uh, is the hurricane. And it is it's essentially a mix of rum, fruit juice, and grenadine, heavy on the rum, and it's they tr- and and they trick you with that sweetness. You know what I mean? So you think there's like no alcohol in there, and then right, it, just right, gets, right, it right, sneaks right. up on you. Right, right, right. Hey, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I. <laughs> Oh, that, I, I heard the get, door creak in Jared's face. Oh, my God. I need to get that uh, who that sound effect real quick. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, we need uh, to film this, Jared, because... The, oh, hold on. In, in the back freezer. Our, our poor listeners freeze, just in, have in, no idea what's going second. on right now. Go, go ahead, Jared. You're good. In the back freezer uh, where the uh, washing machine is, there's a gallon. There's a, fr- there's a freezer, and that's where Eileen put the... They're at my grandma's house. I guess. Who that? Close the door. (laughs) I am a goddamn professional. That's right. 
You don't have a PhD uh, no, in to podcastology. Brett said what? And I was like, no, I was talking to the microphone. I was not talking to uh, <laughs> to you. Uh, he was, he was, <laughs> oh man. Too funny. Oh man. Too funny. Well, so. Do's and don'ts. Yes, Let's get sir. back to the do's and don'ts. So don't drink so, too much to recap. Number yes. Number one. And I think that is goes even more uh, heavily than it does in Italy. It's it's okay. in, in Italy you have to actively drink too much. Okay. In New Orleans, booze is everywhere all the time, especially if you're with friends. Like usually, what helps me is I often go with family, so it's a little bit easier for me not to just get fucked up. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's fair. But a couple times I've gone with like my cousin and my sister, or like some mm-hmm. like family that are my age. That's a little different though. Oh, watch out! Got. There was one time, Chad, a couple years ago. I had a hurricane and some other drinks in addition to that. And the next day I had a flight back home uh, at six in the morning from New Orleans. But my family lives in Baton Rouge, which is about an hour away. Okay. So I had to wake up. uh, Excuse me. I had to leave here at about four to get to the airport about five. Mm -hmm. And um, and so in the car, I was essentially half asleep. It was I was out like I was still drunk. I had gone to bed like literally like three hours before then. Right. And um, I got onto the airplane, and it was hot in the airplane. Uh-oh. Uh, and I just, you know, have you ever been like so drunk, and you already, you like, you already know, you're like, this is not gonna end. Like, I'm going to have to throw up. I already knew. Where it's like, oh, uh, no. I don't have to do it right now. But you know, it's coming. It's going to happen. Oh, and I geez. had enough self control. And what I was at least, what I was, all I was trying to do was wait until we got into got to 35,000 fucking feet uh-huh. and that ding dong and as soon as i heard that ding dong i would just be sprint to the toilet <laughs> <laughs> but i couldn't do it so so what i did so what was happened? while we were taxiing to the uh to the uh uh, uh the plane runway okay. the runway so we were like driving to the runway mm-hmm. so it was at the point where they're like have your seatbelt on i was like i got to i got to go Right. I got to go. And the flight attendant was like, sir, sir, we're taxiing. You have to have your seat belt on right now. And, and, and I was like, and I didn't even respond to her. I was like, I was like, I'm doing everyone on this plane a favor right now. Because right. if I don't, we're going to have to turn this bitch around. Right. <laughs> and I threw up in the bathroom. It was awful. Uh, but then I came back. The thing about throwing up, too, is once it happens, you feel so much better. Usually, yes, I would agree. Especially if it's like the next day where it's like I've already, it's like it's mm-hmm. and and so and I did have a water bottle too so I, I did have that filled up and I just went to town on that after but like I was like I, like I think she saw in my face is like I'm doing everyone on this plane a favor mm-hmm. I'm gonna be quiet I'm gonna be quick <laughs> but if I don't do this I'm gonna do it on my on the seat in front of me and no one's gonna like anyone right <laughs> you don't want to pull a New Year's uh, a New Year's twenty was that twenty 15 2013 no it's not 15 15 was three years ago we were in co- we, it was when we were still in college that was 2013 12 2013 might have been 13 we'll tell that story on another episode yeah how dare you by the way yeah. that's family you're bringing that, up right now <laughs> hey i didn't i didn't i didn't toss out any names i ain't no snitch i i'm one to throw one of the bus though uh so some <laughs> do's and don'ts let's see some do's and don'ts uh do eat off hours and i agree with this okay uh, eating off hours is easy to do and um, places fill up quick. But I think also that's one of the benefits about the food you eat 
there is that it's so hearty that you can eat earlier and it'll sustain you. For example, right. I had dinner at five o'clock and it is currently where I am, uh, ten o'clock, and I don't even and I don't feel hungry in the slightest because I had uh, fried fish and fries and fried cat and fried shrimp. And, and fried daiquiris and fried beignets. Right. Well, the daiquiri keeps me going in a different way. That keeps me going emotionally because. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> of course. Um, so I do agree. And places fill up quick, especially since there are like, especially the, since there are like the popular places, quote unquote, there's always the popular places. Right. Um, do visit quirky museums and watering holes. I agree with that. The museum. The thing about the uh, museums is that New Orleans is known for their voodoo situation. Mm-hmm. So, but from that Creole and Cajun influence, there's a lot of Caribbean and, and and influence and voodoo sort of influence. And so, there's a lot of not even just museums. I would go one step farther and say that there's a lot of quirky, quote unquote, is how they put it. I guess that's the nicest way they could right. think to say weird stores because there's also a lot of weird. Excuse me quirky <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh like voodoo stores that have a lot of uh you know quirky stuff you can buy and um those honestly kind of creep me out but they are cool they're quirky <laughs> hold on what are they chad quirky this is gonna be a great soundboard <laughs> i actually like the way you say it better but there, I feel like oh, there's a lot of there's a lot I'll of novelty it. museums around the world that are definitely quirky. Yes, sir. Do you have any other do's I've and been don'ts? To a, for I us, went Jared? to a, I went to a schnapps museum in uh, in Vienna. Oh, you can't beat a good old schnapps museum. Um, let's see some other good ones. Do take the streetcar ride. I mean, you could do that. I've I don't think I've ever been on the streetcar. But I mean, it's there's nothing wrong with it, you know. Like, you, I don't, I don't have anything against it. Would you? Oh, uh, also, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, because I was going to say something different. Would you uh, suggest ever trying to like kind of go out on the bayou? Like, have you ever done that before? Yeah, they do. I've never done that before, but they do have like you know uh, those airboat airboat tours and stuff. And airboats in general are cool. Oh, for sure. But I've never done it. Just uh, probably just because like. I've never come here as a tourist. You right. know what I mean? It's a little different. Like New you. Orleans, I've gone to more as a tourist a little bit, but even still then I've been with like at least some one of my family members that knows it right. kind like well, like knows what's you know, knows what's going on. So it's rare that I've ever really I've I don't I've never really experienced it as a tourist to that level where I'm doing like the bayou tours and stuff like that. Right. But I wouldn't I would never I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend against it because those air those fan boats are cool in general. One thing I did read a lot about this one says this article I'm reading right now says do watch your step on Bourbon Street, mm-hmm. which makes sense because it's a crazy street. You can get pep pocket. You know, people are drunk. All this standard big city drunk people around you stuff. Right. But um, I, sorry, I'm looking at the article that's talking about it and all I see is uh, just a quote that says it's titty time. <laughs> Oh, jeez. That's obviously referring heard, to Mardi Gras, right? I would assume so. I would hope so. Let's say I would hope so. But what I have heard is that um, uh, Bourbon Street's overrated and that the real street to go to – let me see if I can find it. It actually is in my notes. Uh, uh, um, um, uh, uh, get off of Bourbon Street. Instead, stroll down Royal or Decatur. On your way to see music on Frenchman Street or walk 
the Crescent Park. So, so the Bourbon Street's o- Bourbon Street's overrated, which I have obviously okay. been to, but I've also been to at night and during the day. During the day, it's not overrated. It's just a normal street. Mm-hmm. But once once it gets to like six, seven, once people start getting drunk, you know what I mean, right? Uh, th- then it's definitely not. It's th- then it starts to get a little overrated. I could see that. I could definitely see that. And it's so funny too because even in I, even in um, New Orleans, it's so easy. And maybe not all of them. Maybe it's a little bit harder, but it is still easy in general to point out tourists. Like you get to see them right away, where it's like, oh sure, you don't actually, you're not actually here to participate in Bourbon Street. You just want to see like what Bourbon Street was like. Yeah, and it is almost too much like what you expected. Mm, <laughs> where it's funny. like these nice, these like nice families of five, where it's like people hammered around them. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, you're on Bourbon Street. People actually do get drunk on the street. I mean, and they do. Yeah. Oh, I'm there sure there are strip they clubs do. around. There are, you know, one thing I think that they don't say about uh, on this dues list is that the street art is, is something to behold. I think oh, the street nice. art, the okay. street art is awesome. One street art in the sense that they sell a lot of visual, a lot of paintings, a lot of pic, uh, you know, portraits and stuff like that. They sell a lot of very nice pictures, but also there's almost always um, like a, like band, like little mini bands of even, like people with uh, drums and, and horn and different oh, cool. horns and stuff. And then even sometimes you'll find people tap dancing, you know, even stuff where they put like freaking quarters on their shoes or whatever it is oh, that wow. they do. And that's it's, impressive. it's I, I think that that stuff. And when you see like uh, like young kids, because you even see like little young bands doing that, and that I think is always really cool. I like that a lot. That is awesome. I always tell myself that I'm gonna uh, get some art when I'm there, and I never do. But it's it's you know why I don't? It's more it's because it's it's the good prices too. Because booze, as I said, is ridiculous cheap i I, right i'm right now i have a 44 ounce daiquiri that has everclear in it oh geez it's called the i mean it's not it's not filled with everclear but that is the booze in it and it cost me i'm trying to think eight dollars that's not bad no it's not and i'm not even halfway done with it and we've been on we've been talking for an hour and it's like a quarter of the way done new orleans is treating you right jared what can i say i agree some don'ts? Do you want some don'ts? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Don't wander off the beaten path. New Orleans is not Disneyland. <laughs> That's hilarious. I've heard and New I agree Orleans with that 100%. is really dangerous. I've heard it's a pretty dangerous city. Yeah. And, but that's the thing, though. If you're in, like, those tourist areas, nothing's going to happen. I mean, you can't mug someone with people all around you. But, right. I mean, New Orleans is a legitimately dangerous city. But, but that's the thing is there's enough area that's both touristy and also like not bourbon street packed Mm -hmm. where you can still enjoy yourself and not be in danger but also like it is a legitimate you know it's a it's a real city you know Mm -hmm. shit happens definitely but i think that's what you have to remember if you're in new york if you're in philadelphia for sure if you're in any sort of major city where it's like yeah it's a fun nice city but like you know be careful yeah oh definitely um, don't be surprised when your hotel bill shoots up at checkout. Okay, I don't know what this is about. I've never stayed in a hotel in there before. Um, all right, well, just keep that in mind. I don't know why. I don't feel like reading it because it's not interesting to me. That's fair. Lo- uh, oh, don't lose track of your liquor consumption, of course. Right. And especially since a lot of the drinks, like daiquiris and like hurricanes, they're all very sugar-sweet-based drinks. 
that sugar adds a whole nother level to the situation where one, you don't notice the booze as much. And two, uh, the sugar just dehydrates the shit out of you. So it, it's a bad combination, but they're delicious. I get headaches if I drink those sugary drinks. I, can't I Yeah, it. I understand that. I understand that. The hurricane's too much for me, but I can do a daiquiri. Okay, nice. But usually a daiquiri, like even one this gigantic, like I drink over like a couple hours. So it's not like I'm just chugging it down. Right. You know, you know, Jared. Styrofoam's great for that, by the way. Oh, it for holds sure. It for a long time. <laughs> you got any other uh, don'ts for me, Jared? Uh, don't be shocked by the number of homeless people, and don't be afraid to be a tourist. I and I agree. With, that's actually an interesting one. Okay. I think New Orleans is a good city to be a tourist in. Okay. More than uh, most cities. In what way? One, one, it's very uh manageable size wise it's it's a small sort of area okay and and two it's a it like like the sit like there's everything that's interesting to see is is kind of like i feel like it's it's just very manageable in the sense that everything that is sort of even the quote unquote touristy stuff mm-hmm. is just very manageable and it's not it's not hard to get to and some of the stuff is and 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 also a good thing about the touristy stuff is that unlike say Disneyland, which they said before mm-hmm. is that this stuff is based in, in real history. And, and there's a lot of it, real interesting history t- to a lot of this stuff and how Louisiana even became a state and why Louisiana has such French influence and how that right. carries over into the Haitian and the Caribbean and the, and the Spanish influence and the mm-hmm. French influence and the Canadian influence. And I think that, uh, there is a lot that you can learn in a small area where it's not like you're going to see the Eiffel Tower, then going to see the Statue of Liberty, then going right. to see. It's more just like you're walking and seeing interesting little places to look at uh, along the way. Which leads me to our next segment, which is the untranslatable segment of our podcast. And uh, I want to give you a couple that are very Louisiana based, uh, buddy. All right, hit me up. So the first one I got for you is um, Vue Carré. Or maybe it's Vue Carré. Vue Carré. Vue is you. It's V-I-E-U-X. Oh. Vue Carré. V-I-E-U-X. I don't know how to say it either. Let me, let me type it into – let me translate this real quick. And then so the next word is Carré. C-A-R-R-E. Carré. A what? R R E. Well, it's car, I believe, without the A, because A would require a accent. I think there might be an accent on it. I could be wrong though. Well, they don't have an explanation for it. I don't know how to put an accent on this freaking. Oh, <laughs> which way does the accent go? Do you know? Nope. By any chance? Nope. All right, that's okay. Do you know? Oh, my phone. You know what it is? My phone's in airplane mode. That's why it's not working. Mm. <laughs> do you know? Do you know what? Because I'm a professional, uh, everyone. Do you know what? Uh huh. There, there you go. go. Vous carré. Vous carré. Uh huh. Vieux carré. Vieux carré. Vieux carré. Vieux carré. Well, shut up for a second. <laughs> so, yeah. Vieux carré. View? Is it view? It's yeah, quieter view, on my view side than it is on your side. By I hear view carré. Okay. okay, it's quieter on my side than it is on yours. Mm-hmm. And do you have any guesses what this could mean, Jared? I do not. This is French for old quarter. So it's the term used for the French quarter in New Orleans, including the oh. world famous Bourbon Street. So they call it the Boucaré? Mm-hmm. 
Bucare. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Who calls it that, though? I have no idea. These are just, I looked up Louisiana <laughs> phrases, so you tell me. I don't know. <laughs> so I got another one for you, Jared. Okay. This is a, a place you might be able to get some of your street art at a banquette. Like a street station, essentially? N- uh, not quite. Um, or maybe you'll see some homeless people here on the banquette. I don't know. It's got, I don't know. It is a sidewalk, the French meaning a small bank along the road. Oh. Mm-hmm. These are New Orleans words? Yeah. I. That's interesting. Yeah. I love that French influence. Well, I, and I got more of them, but I want you to give me a couple before. Don't want to toot my horn too much. <laughs> I was enjoying it. Uh, let's see. What do I have? Uh, turtle soup. Uh, <laughs> who dat? Who dat? Uh, this one. <laughs> this one is English. Pinch the tail and suck the head. Oh, I know this one. All right, Chad. Pinch it. Suck it. Tell me what it means. It is what the people do in New Orleans or Louisiana when they are eating. I believe is it crawfish. Yeah. What are you reading that from something? <laughs> I am not. You sound like you're cheating. Yeah, that is that is exactly what it is, which is a uh, freshwater crustacean in a New Orleans slash Louisiana, really in general, staple. Do you like crawfish? Is it good? It's I've honestly, it's been a while since I've had it. So like, yes, I, I, I it's good. It's it is kind of mm-hmm. gross. I, I I'll be honest with you. Uh, but it's okay. worth it because you got to break open literally just. But it's no more really different than shrimp, I guess. But it's a little harder, okay. I guess. But I have not had it in a long time, but uh, it, is, it is definitely worth it. It's good. It's good. Okay. I'll, I got another one for all you. All right. Hit me up. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Um, this has turned into a French fi, episode. dodo. I was just looking at that exact same one. And first of all, it's fey, not fi. Oh, fey dodo. A-I-S. Okay. Remember uh, one of my untranslatables from a couple of weeks ago? Uh, we've said so many untranslatables. It I was keep them all Metro. Bulo Dodo. Oh, that's right. And I and I and I I I found the same one, the Fe Dodo, and I was like, that's so crazy that they use the exact same word for sleep. Mm-hmm. Which is I and so I'll tell you. I Comes guess I'll from s- Dormia. Mm-hmm. I'll say what. Go oh, ahead. I guess that makes sense. I'll say what it means. It was colloquially, colloquially, <laughs> uh, used <laughs> before World War II. The expression Fe Dodo refers to ca- uh, Cajun dance party. How the term yep. came to be used for dancing is a topic of debate among scholars. The term means go to sleep. That's what the literal phrase is. Dodo, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's untranslatable right there because it actually yeah, does it mean is. go to sleep. And it's thought to have mm-hmm. been used by mothers who had put their children to sleep before hitting the town and dancing nice. the night away. A <laughs> 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 popular yes. story about the phrase involved a, a special room. At a town dance hall that was reserved for sleeping children. The children couldn't hear the ruckus, and the parents could dance uh, their hearts out. I feel like that involves some sort of orgy situation. That just... You never know. That just they covered by saying it was uh, a I, dance party. I never, went, I never went to a fight do before, so I couldn't you're tell you. You're too young. Well, well, we'll tell you about it when you're older. That's right. I got, I got another one for you, Jared. This is also a French... New New Orleans uh, word for you, flambeau. Or flambeau, I'm not sure. Flambeau, flambeau. Uh, flambeau probably sounds right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
I, I have no idea. I don't even know where to a begin. Flambeau is a well, flam is flame. Okay. I think these are flames. This flames, right? bro. They're lit torches historically carried during night parades. Huh. Okay. What kind of night parades are we talking? What's a night parade? I, I would assume during Mardi Gras, right? Oh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. All right. I'm out. I'm tapped. Do you have anything I, else? I, I am too, actually. All right. Well, I got one last one for you. I don't know if this is necessarily a Louisiana or a, or a New Orleans thing, but I found this quote on our website, and it was interesting, so I want to talk to uh, talk about it with you. Okay. So the phrase is, bet I know where you got them shoes. <laughs> Do you know what that means? No, it sounds like it came from a Soulja Boy song in 2007. I mean, it did, <laughs> but... No, so bet bet I know where you got them shoes. The translation is you look like a tourist. Can I have some money? And I bring this up because uh, I was in Chicago. Okay. I was in Chicago with my dad a couple months ago. And uh and uh we were walking down the street and this homeless dude approaches us and he starts trying to make small talk with us and he looks at my dad and he goes Bet, bet I know where you got them shoes. My dad fell for it, and he was like, oh, uh, where? He's like, your feet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How dare you, Chad, sneak right? a joke of the pot in on me like that. <laughs> no, that, that actually happened, though, Jared. No, know, That's the craziest kidding. thing. <laughs> That's hilarious. That would when be someone good went out of, of their way. <laughs> he was trying to get money out of my dad. Uh that's a he was a homeless dude. That's a I mean I I enjoy the uh like the cleverness of it. I'll give him that. Same it's here. Better than I mean that was standard. Hey, can you give me some money? I, so I do respect that. Right. For sure. But you know what, Chad? I'm just you know I was almost gonna I I can't even do this to the people. I was almost gonna uh just just as a joke just be like you know what, Chad? Though the thing about homeless people is they also listen to music. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's talk about the song of the pod i like this one let's do it what's the name of our song jared this is this well you know i'm on the road again here in new orleans Baton rouge area and if i'm gonna be in new orleans i had to bring up big frida baby yes, big sir. frida baby big frida is a staple in new orleans she is uh known for her bounce style it's it's a popular new orleans style of music and it's it's great all about the beat really i mean it's all about it's very dance heavy obviously and it's obviously much it's a hip based off of hip-hop and much like most things going on in new orleans it's got a very heavy caribbean influence on it and that's i think Mm -hmm. where that where the beat comes from it's like because the caribbean it's very upbeat yeah and it's and it's a very dance heavy beat it's definitely for dancing and Big Frida is from New Orleans, and she is a staple of the bounce community. And uh, the song I chose was Rent. And uh, it's essentially this great bounce beat, and then her talking about how uh, some dude needs to get up out of uh, her house because uh, he's not paying rent and he's wasting her time, essentially, is what he's getting at. Right. Right. And uh, you sent me a video of about that explained that video a little bit better. Did you watch it? Because mm-hmm. I didn't. I did watch it. I did, and we should probably post it on our social media. Because I'll it's, definitely it's do an that. Interesting watch. Um, but yeah, so she she's talking about how 
basically where where the inspiration from the song came she said she was going through some things where somebody was living with her and she was like look i understand that sometimes you might be behind on your rent maybe you need a month or two to get caught on caught up on your bills she's like but if you do that you better be like cooking for me cleaning for me like making sure that place is spotless if you're not right any rent. so it was just essentially a deadbeat that she was supporting and it's like yep. if you like i understand you being in like ha- being down uh, work wise or whatever but you have to contribute somehow on this situation for sure and yeah the the other She's- big characteristic of bounce music by the way because i did a little research well three to four months of it to be precise <laughs> but uh but the but the research that I did uh, noted that uh, another co- kind of common facet of bounce music is um, is kind of the the really repetitive lyrics that are almost yeah. like a chant kind of yeah which I really like like the the music's super catchy um, it's kind of uh, as as they say in German it'll give you a big earworm yes yeah the beat is very catchy and it's very heavy like it's definitely beat driven. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's I mean it, it's very catchy because it's made for dancing. So it's it's definitely a great song to shake your ass to. That's for sure. And oh yeah, and it's 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 uh it's it's it just gets you moving. And while I'm here celebrating my sister's wedding, and I'm about to shake mm-hmm. that ass on the floor in a couple days, yes, I thought sir. what better way to celebrate our song of the pod on the road again than with Big Freedom, baby? You you better request that at the wedding. <laughs> I should. I definitely should. You should. <laughs> you totally should. I'm sure the DJ could definitely has a couple big Frida songs on deck if he's a DJ oh, from New for Orleans. Sure. If not, get out of here. We don't got time for you. Get out of here. Then he better not get paid for that night. Right. No big Frida. Sorry, sir, but your uh, your pay has been cut by half. <laughs> I know. I know. Anyway. But yeah. So check out yes. uh, Big Frida. Uh, Rent is the name of the song, right? Correct. I'll, I'll, I'll post song. it. I'll post it onto our uh, social medias, the Twitter, Untranslatable One, not the Instagram. Oh, yes. I don't know. how I'm going to post a vid- uh, someone so else's get, video on so, Instagram. Just go to, right. uh, to Twitter. <laughs> just get just get ready to shake that ass once you hear. Also, it, one more thing sure. before we get to this joke of the pod, just to keep people in suspense. One thing I want to mention, mm-hmm. please, everyone, uh, not only email us at untranslatable.com, uh, untranslatable podcast, but also. Uh, rate and review us. We never ever say that, but I think mm, we, should, we, we should probably say that more often. That we could use a, a rate, a rating, review us five stars, obviously, because we're great. I mean, that's obvious, but true. You know, Facts. I almost feel embarrassed to say that because you already knew that. But please rate and review us, and then uh, y- and then you'll see where that five star rating goes because Chad's about to dazzle us. That's right. With some jokes. That's right, Jer- Jared. Uh, came in pretty hot with that so hopefully i can follow through with these jokes tonight (laughs) so this first joke i have for you jared is um oh shoot here we go what is the problem with jogging during mardi gras uh you don't have a brassiere to support your tossing around uh mammaries i mean you're you're not wrong (laughs) but the punchline of this joke says the ice falls out of your drinks ah okay (laughs) trying to keep them a little more pg this evening jared (laughs) a little more pg i I, I got a now i got a couple of them i was feeling kind of jeff foxworthy ish this evening 
And he he used to do a bit where he said, "You might be a redneck if that right bit made a millions." Oh, it did, and it's a great bit. And so I'm going to do something similar, which is you might uh, be uh, from Louisiana if. So here we go, Jared. <clears throat> you might be from Louisiana if you greet people with "How's your mama and them?" and hear back, "Day fine." Yeah. I definitely, okay. hear, I definitely hear a lot of "How's your mama and them?" Right. Or like a uh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, you might be, you know, you're from Louisiana if your burial plot is six feet over rather than six feet under. I don't get that, but it is funny to me for some reason. But I don't get well, cause, it because <laughs> they're 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 at water level, right? So oh, they can't bury them. I got you. I got you. I got you. Right? Yep. Isn't that? Oh I think yes, that's that is, is very true. The, the, uh, New Orleans is known for having um, above ground uh, burial situations, and I've, mm-hmm. I actually read it's not really because of the uh, sea level uh, thing. It's more of oh, a. Oh really? I okay. think it was because of a sea level thing a long time ago, and now it's more mm-hmm. of a traditional thing. Okay, that's fair. I got another one for you. You uh, know you might be from Louisiana if um, you judge a po bo- boy by the number of napkins used. <laughs> uh, yeah, I use a lot. Of, I, I uh, and they have like they do have throwaway like uh, disposable napkins, but they're thicker. And mm-hmm. I definitely got every every last bit of use out of that disposable napkin. Oh, I believe it. You might be from Louisiana if the four seasons in your year are crawfish, shrimp, crab, and king cake. King crab? King, here it says king cake. <laughs> king cake? Yeah, I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't know, know what that is either. Uh, okay, uh, I'll tell you what it is. King okay. cake is... That's how I uh, vamp. I got another one for you though, Jared. You might be from Louisiana. Oh, oh it's a dessert. It's a dessert. It's a dessert. Dish. Okay. okay. Al- almost nice. similar to uh, that one Czech dish you told me about. Remember that donutty situation? Mm-hmm. Uh, t- Terdalnik. Terdalnik. However, something it, it, like that. <laughs> I don't say it right, but yeah. However, it's more of like a, a larger round uh, donut, mm-hmm. like situ- okay. rather than a uh, what that was. But it is Terdalnik situ- uh, re- related. Right. All right. I got another one for you. Uh, you might be from Louisiana if your last name isn't pronounced the way it's spelled. Yeah. See, that's a tricky one for me because my name is pretty phonetic. It's, right. it's hard to put a southern spin on that one. But, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I'll give him that one, though. Oh, yeah. And those oh, are... Uh, and those are all my jokes that I have for us this evening, Jared. Thank you, Chad Foxworthy. I, I do my best. <laughs> you might be a podcaster if you, you share corny jokes. <laughs> right? Right. No, that would be you might be a comedic hack because I'm not a uh, – believe it or not, never. I'm not a professional comedian. I do uh, love and respect stand-up comics and comedy, but – I definitely don't have what it takes to cut it, no, but I don't. Yeah, that's why we're professional podcasters, right, Jared? Exactly. We didn't go to twenty-five years of schooling for nothing. That's right, and do all these months of research for all this. But uh, we would like to thank all of our listeners out there for uh, tuning in to our on the road again, uh, New Orleans edition. Jared and I will be out and about in different places in the near future, so 
be uh, try to be sure on the lookout for our new on the road again series. Uh, and Jared, where can they find us on social media? Untranslatable podcast. Uh, excuse me. Untranslatable one is our Twitter. Untranslatable podcast. You can see all of my fun excursions from earlier today, where I broke into uh, LSU's football stadium, which was a lot of fun with my buddy Brad. Maybe I'll even put some pictures of him. Since no, I won't. Because he's part of our now, he's part of our new Who Dat series also. Who Dat? Uh, I'd rather keep him a mystery. So uh, you'll see all of my fun excursions with Brad today at the uh, LSU. If you go, t- if you go to uh, Untranslatable Podcast on Instagram, or email us your On the Road Against series. If you're a worker, a pleasure traveler, both you like to travel for both work, wor- you like to travel for both work and pleasure. Let us know. Tell us about your about your on the road again situations. I want to know about it. Email us at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com, please. Get at us and thank you all for listening.